Luke Carey is the worst. I don't even know why we're friends. He pays me money, not prostitution, but to talk to him and love of him. Luke is an asshole. Mm hmm. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Catch the Foxes. I'm your host, Luke. With me, as always, is our other host, our other host, Gomer. Say hi to the kids, Gomer. Hello, children. Is that Everything weird? you believe is a lie. <laughs> there is no reality. <laughs> nihilism is the only path to truth. But what is truth in a world of nihilism? Oh, <laughs> uh, man, we don't consider the big questions. And Jordan Peterson thinks that's going to be our downfall. Or we trivialize things that we shouldn't trivialize one might even say we absolutize the relative and relativize the absolute am i right high five <laughs> now if you'll oh, excuse me i gotta go get my artisanal coffee what are the sound bites can we can we say mm, luke be the change be the change luke jesus would have died if it was just you uh uh, you too can be a pepper, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Diet Coke. <laughs> oh, man. Have you been to a McDonald's lately? You've been to a McDonald's lately, Luke? No, I. They all their stuff has added sugar to it, so I will not be going there at all in 2018. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. That's weird. Uh, the uh, McDonald's over by my house has all television screens for their menus, and one of the things I've discovered is I am captivated by their looped video of an ice-cold Coca-Cola being filled. And then <laughs> it fills all the way up to the brim and a little bit splashes, a little foaminess splashes over. Man, I watch that. Thing. I'll just sit there and eat my um, salad <clears throat> and uh, watch that, that video looped. It's like a four-second uh, video, and I just can't stop looking at it. Do you think our eyes are, like, do you think our brains are just trained to watch screens now? Yeah, well, I think they're trained to watch screens from the very first moment. <laughs> like, yeah. before there were screen screens, our eyes are, because it's constantly moving visual images. And then the people mm -hmm. that put the visual images up there get paid to do nice visual images and attractive visual images. So mm -hmm. that's why my face is on, like, 90% of advertisements now, because I'm so attractive. <clears throat> do, you, do you think there's, like, do you buy into a lot of, like, the conspiracies? those things like like do you think they know that uh well i think mm, i don't think the majority of people who are in advertising designing something beautiful and attractive think i'm psychologically manipulating people but i mean i have met people who are like yeah i'm in uh marketing and psychology i'm a marketing and psychology double major and you're like oh i wonder why no i don't i know exactly why draper Donald. You'd be nice to Betty. <laughs> She's gaining weight and having a hard time with it. <laughs> what was the name of the French? Was it a French woman, a model that he married? What was her name? Oh, uh, gosh. Um, that was Megan. Adina, Maz Adina Mazel. Or what? Animated movie Frozen. Please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazim. Yeah, this is really bad, but 
every time uh, we, Aaron and I went through a phase where we watched a lot of Mad Men, she'd get really mad at this. But anytime um, overweight Betty would would come on the screen, I always would go, "Oh, fat Betty, oh, fat Betty," like that. The first time she she appeared on screen, and I got in a lot of trouble for that. You keep doing it. Oh over. yeah, because like, <laughs> we like went through. Uh, we because uh, we both really, really like Mad Men and appreciate it for what it is. So we went through like a phase. Where we probably watched the whole thing, maybe about like twice in a in a year. Because well, one is also like Aaron just likes to have the TV on while she works. She's very different than me. She likes that ambiance noise. So uh, we've kind of we just I think. One time we went straight through, and then the other time we just kind of like skipped around, but you know, pretty much saw saw it all. And I would do it every time she gets so mad, <laughs> as she should. That's very mean. Oh, Luke. Oh, oh fat brother. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's that's the things that I say that cause our downloads to drop. <laughs> in uh, doing our market research, we realize when Luke publicly shames fat people, our That's download what I was numbers. Doing. <laughs> yet at the same time, at the same time, when Luke publicly makes fun of the way old people have sex, the numbers inexplicably <laughs> skyrocket to unheard of heights. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we call this the catching foxes conundrum. <laughs> Shall we mock elderly <laughs> in order for the sake of our numbers to increase? Answer: Yes, yes, we should. <laughs> oh man, I had a tweet the day that um, I got a little bit annoyed with something, and I said I yearn for the days with I yearn. For the day when spot when podcasts can start crap can start to crap on each other or something like that. <laughs> oh, did you tweet that from our Catching Foxes account? <laughs> sure did. <laughs> <laughs> With that, I almost thought I thought I was having a stroke. So then that happened. So you know, yeah, Luke, you had to go to the emergency room. Yeah. Can, okay. Can we talk about this week? Let's talk can about I, this week. Can I? Can, can I finish? Okay. So <laughs> the past week and a half, this has happened. Okay. Let me just back it up really quick. Okay, my Uber got into an accident, and we were at the bottom of an on ramp, and my driver was having was panicking so bad, and there were cars trying to get down the on ramp because this is when so we had like an ice ice like snow and ice issues here for like the past week, and so I thought that the roads would be clear. They were they were not. My Uber got into an accident, hit a car. My driver was freaking out. I had to basically walk up the on ramp because there was. Nowhere for me to stand where if any other car were, were, were to slide into his car, which was a real possibility that I, standing outside, was going to be hit by said car. Mm. So I'm basically trying to walk up an on-ramp in, like, 20-degree weather with cars sliding down it. At least three cars almost, like, almost uh, hit his or or hit other cars by, by sliding. It was really fun. So that whole thing happened. Um uh, then, uh, I, that I was at a traffic, it's about a, maybe like about a week later, I was at a traffic light and, uh, a lady in her Ford F1, um, her Ford F-150 decided to, uh, just come up and hit me from behind for no reason. When was this? Uh, this was last Friday. So like a week Ugh. after that accident. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then others, I'm trying to remember what also happened after, the, like something else happened after the uh, Uber accident. I don't remember what, but so anyways, this lady in her truck and she admitted fault. Like, you know, she was very helpful, kind of in a hurry. I think she didn't realize how, because I have a smaller car and it's not a Ford F-150. And uh, so there was a hole or two holes in um, on my bumper in my back bumper. And you could tell that guy kind of like, just like, I was like, well, that's going to be at least, you know, $1,300. That whole thing's going to have to be re- re- replaced. That's around like how much that cost. And, 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 you know, like it wasn't, I, I was fine. Airbags did not deploy. She was, she was incredibly nice. And she, you know, admitted fault, said, if you want to go through insurance, that's fine. I'll pay for it out of pocket. She'd be around like $500. And I was, and in my head, I was like, we're doing insurance. because This is not going to be $500. And there's this thing that I particularly have to really be have to really be uh, be concerned about because after my stroke, um, high you know because so, like basically what happened with my stroke and I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the term right now but basically I had an artery in the back left side of on my neck that like had like a flap open on top but like a slight tear that caused this flap to open and that's where the blood clot happened and you know all this stuff so um, that's incredibly. That is incredibly dangerous when you factor in, like, neck things. So that's why I can't, like, lift weights. That's why I can't go on on two roller coasters. And after any sort of accident, I have to pretty much go to the hospital no matter what because it could – the fear is that could tear open again. That's freaking crazy, man. Yeah. So so what was, like, a fender bender for me becomes this, okay, this is not, like – you know, and I was fine. Like, and I was, I mean, it definitely like, you know, it's just probably going 10 or like 15 miles an hour, like not that fast, but fast enough to where, you know, one, it was incredibly loud and it shook my whole, my whole car. Um, so I went to urgent care that night and they were like, well, so they basically told me you're, you're going to be sore. You know, that's obviously because it, it kind of hurt when I like turned my neck a certain way and. And she told me, but what you have to look out for is intense headaches if you are actually like throwing up or if you feel incredibly like nauseous. And then if there's any signs of like a droopy face at all, I've got to go to the ER immediately. I, I have to call on the 911 on the spot right there. So that's crazy. Um, and then we get home that night. We watch the uh, the film about the – sorry, the film oh. – we watch one episode about the Versace guy. And then Aaron goes to take out our one dog. And it's just like a bad vibe outside. The dog's like just started to bark like and it's one of her black uh, cats are everywhere. Yeah, it's a full yeah. moon. I know, right? Uh kids are like outside going, We don't need phones. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, what is happening, everyone? Um <laughs> this is the end it's the end of days oh <laughs> uh, i never got to go to france um that's not true at all uh so the so okay so my dog starts to like bark this kind of like get the f out of my way bark i'm gonna like throw down i'm like holy crap what is what is happening but like my dog will also bark at like an you know empty room because she thinks she's protecting my wife because she's obsessed with her. So I'm like, well, if it's a big deal, Aaron will call me. Oh, and her other dog had just peed on the floor because that's been an issue as well. So I was like, son of a like, let me just 
clean this up. And then it's, it started to get like really weird. And about maybe, maybe about like, like a minute later, I hear Aaron go, can I take my dog past, past you? Is that fine? And I was like, what? And then I hear Aaron go, are you okay? And, and, and I like pause and I just, and I, and I just think like, Aaron, if there's a weird thing going on in the hallway, like just go around the back door. I'm, I'm, that's all I'm thinking about. It's just like, what's it? So then I peer my head out, out the window and the woman across the hall, like can't, it's like trying to put her key in the hole and she can't. And I'm like, what is happening? And she's got like a pit bull in our little hallway. And then I see her like, um, just collapse in front of the door and Aaron's outside. I go, Aaron, what's happening? She just goes, call 911. So I call, so I call, I, I uh, call the cops and Aaron comes in through the back, kind of explains to me what happened. Like our neighbor just had like a glazed look on her face, has a pit bull on her and the dog's going crazy. And she's just passed out in front of her door. I'm, I, I mean, I'm, and I'm able to see that through the people. Oh, I think I had like opened my door to go and like talk to her and the pit bull came at me. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, yeah. I was like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> come at me, dog. Come at me. Oh no, you're a pit bull. Never yeah. mind. And and like we're in a um relatively like I mean it's not like in like uber nice apartment, but it but like it's but it's nice. Versace. 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 But this is like Cincinnati and you can go like you can be on like one nice block, and then the one right down the street can be like really dangerous. And like, we're, like, like our area is probably like going to your apartment was so fun because like you drive down like like the, this one apartment building that's like a long apartment, and you're like, holy crap! I'm pretty sure everyone's doing drugs right there. Yeah, on the yeah. on the stoop, like yeah, like it, the front little areas are like trash, and then the next block is like, oh, and here the hipsters are. Oh, gentrification hasn't happened yet. Okay, I get it. I get yeah, it. and you go like a block over, and you're in um, a suburbia. <laughs> it's super like that. I mean, that's just how a lot of older cities are. But it's, it's very true here in um, since I wouldn't one, know. I'm locked in suburbia. <laughs> uh, one of the issues that we have here that's true across the country is there is an opioid epidemic. Like. Just I've seen I've driven on the highway before and I've seen a guy clearly out of his mind, like just come out of the out of the woods and he started to dance on the line right before the highway starts. Oh, dear. And I was just like, and you could tell he was just like, should I cross? And it was not. In the, and there's been issues with people who have done heroin in their cars on the highway. It's one of like the new one of the things to do for a bit there. Like, it's just a massive problem and so i again i looked through the people and she's just like passed out and her dog's going crazy and so we're like holy crap like we gotta call you know so i well i'm sorry i i had already called the cops they came and uh they ended up like waking her up and she said she was on like medication that made her pass out or something so but it was definitely like this crazy thing of oh my gosh is that woman like what's going on and she's just passed out in front of her door and in in the hallway and there's a pit bull outside like what the hell is happening what and uh so we're probably going to move <laughs> um and it's i don't know and like the cops they came they she actually woke up when they got there said she was on pills or some some type like on some type of like meds and they ended up like leaving and uh we haven't seen that neighbor since but probably a little bit awkward when we see her when is your um, uh, lease up? Uh, October. 
October. So you mm-hmm. just renewed, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, honey, we have been without incident for 30 days. Let's renew for another year. Mm. I think you should go one block over to suburbia. I hear the internet's mighty fine over there. <laughs> I know. Just, uh, it's, it's great. I don't understand why people have pit bulls. Like, I, so. Uh oh. The whole time you were talking, I was like, hey, you know what would be funny? Let's piss off some people randomly by saying pit bulls are a non domesticated breed and you shouldn't own them. And we're going to get so many emails about that. We are. No. I, and I, I was about to say, I, I, I could just feel Emily getting really mad at me. Like, I could see her face. So I, 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 I understand why. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, if you don't adequately like if you don't know how to like really train your dog so it's well with other dogs you shouldn't have a pit bull right send email to luke carry 83 at <laughs> gmail.com <laughs> carry is not yeah. his last name he doesn't have one yeah k-e-r-r-y so um <laughs> like the former vice president wait no yeah no what uh, he was a presidential like candidates. the former guy that ran for president for the Democratic Party. And the Secretary of State. Okay. So then a few days later, so then, okay, so then my neck keeps getting, like, sore. This just keeps going every month. Guys, so, this is a, this is, we're 20 minutes into this story, and in no yeah. way is that boring. <clears throat> and, I, and I was like, <clears throat> holy crap, it's really starting to, like, scare me a little bit. Like, and I, I've never done a deep dive on, like, what happened to me, I just said, "Oh, it was a small stroke caused by this. Be fine. Oh, it's a it small stroke. Doop doop do doop. Moving along <laughs> yeah. with my life. Like it makes sense. Record why, a podcast. It happened. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Basking glory. So then I uh, go online to see like what actually like like what it was. And it's actually very common in people our age. And it turns out you can absolutely die. <laughs> so, and now it's a small. It's a small." percentage that it happens to and like here's where i started getting really scared was because like what i've kind of realized is what if that happened to me in my sleep and so i started getting very nervous every time i would go to bed like i was basically i would pray at like at like every night like god like please forgive me for anything i basically do an examination of conscience before i would go to bed plead with the lord that i'm nothing bad happened and just go okay I couldn't fall asleep until I was absolutely just exhausted. And then, and then I would sleep. Dear Lord um, Jesus, take Gomer. He's the weaker one of us. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, listen, the world needs me. Um, I have so much to to do. This is when it gets crazy. I'm in a, I'm in a meeting yesterday, and I ever since my stroke, I have on. I do get some tingling slash a little like a little bit like numbness here and there, and that's. From what I've talked to from certain people, that's kind of par of the course. That just does happen. It started to happen on the left side of oh, and the day before, the left back part of of um of my neck felt really sore, but it wasn't any of the symptoms that they said to really uh, watch for. You know, I didn't have I didn't have like an intense headache. wasn't didn't like I was going to uh, puke or anything like like that. So I'm in so I'm in, I am in this meeting, and the left side of um uh, the left side of my lip starts to tingle, and I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" Okay, 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 it's gonna be fine. This just like happens, and it starts to like move up like my face a bit to the top part of my head, and I am a full on panicking at this at this moment because I'm like, "Oh god!" Like it's it's my it's the left side of my oh my gosh, and I'm in a meeting, so I pull out my phone, 
pull out of the camera and just kind of like stare at my face to go, am I drooping? If I am, I'm out of here. Like I'm calling the police right now. Um, and so I'm, I'm calling a 911 and that was not happening. So I was like, okay, if, if I would love just, it. I would love it. If you called the cops, my face is drooping. Get over here. I bring back up. Bring back up. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to tell everybody, Hey, I got to go really quick. Excuse me. And I would have just somehow called 911 and not made a scene. <laughs> I don't know how that was going to work out. Um, so, but it just, it, it basically kept going throughout the entire meeting and more often than not the tingling stuff tends to like die off and i was like so then i'm like holy crap so i basically at like at the meeting i go sorry guys i gotta go i grab my stuff i head out i call aaron say i gotta i'm gonna drive to the hospital right now like this is happening and she goes like she was so she agreed that was that was the right thing and then i called you um, and say, uh, hey. I'm a little offended that you didn't call me first, actually. I know, right? <laughs> but we can talk about it in couples counseling. Uh, is it funny now that, like, anytime anything insane happens, you're, like, one of the first people that I, that I call? Quick, call someone in Houston and tell, <laughs> give them an update. <laughs> so, and then I just, I was getting really scared because I remember just, so this is when, so, so then I got to drive about 20 minutes because I wanted to go to our, we, we still go to our doctor in Kentucky because it's a great health center there and um which is a great organization and um they have all of my records you know it just like is a lot easier so i'm in i'm in my car and it still just feels weird i have like a slight headache it's and i'm just praying and like i'll be honest i was really scared that something bad was going to happen and like death i was just going okay god like please I don't want to die. I remember just like saying, I don't want to die. Like, I really don't want to die. Like, there wasn't this thing where it's like, whatever your like will is, Lord, I give this all to you. I was terrified of death. Like, I was, I was almost like sad that it actually, no, I was sad. I was sad that this was a possibility that I could be having a stroke and it could end very badly for me, which, which is a small chance with these kinds of, with these kinds of strokes basically it can cause an aneurysm and so i oh, was just, man this is yeah. this is dark and heavy i am so sorry you were going through this yeah it was um meanwhile all i'm thinking about is oh luke and his stroke i gotta find someone else to co-host the show <laughs> moving along actually in my defense though that's exactly why you called me you're <laughs> like listen I... man i'm on the I'm, I'm, I'm scared i i'm having this Sensation, I'm going to the emergency room. I'm going to the emergency room. I can hear, like, the the panic in your voice. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, this is real. And then the very next words out of your mouth were, so I probably can't podcast tonight. Just <laughs> just get just get Joey Muckenthaler and, and just do just do an episode together. And I was like, all right. I'll, or I could wait till tomorrow and we could record. Whatever, whatever you want to do, man. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, that's fair. Let me just have this stroke and then we'll record tomorrow. <laughs> that's exactly what I would have done. <laughs> I'm like, nurse, I can't stay here. There's podcasting. <laughs> Do you hear the dedication, people? This is why you should go to patreon.com slash CF <laughs> to help cover Luke's anti-stroke medicine. Oh, my gosh. Hashtag so, yeah. stroke of genius. Oh, man. Yeah. It, it was just, it's just, it's, you know, it's weird. It, I'm not saying that, like, I was, like, noble 
or, or or anything. But like when I had my last work, I was so well. I know I actually did have like a moment of panic in the car on the ride there, where I was like, "Oh my gosh, what is this?" Um, but I I just I can uh, I can re- remember getting out of the hospital and having like a new lease on life, and I was just surprised by how much I didn't want to go through all of that again, which which sounds weird. But I, because I knew that, because when it first happened for me, it was such like not a big deal, but like also a big deal. Um, how do I, how do I explain it? I felt like, oh, because it happened and then I was fine afterwards. There was no, um, I'm drawing a blank on the word right now because it's early for me. Um, there were no, there's a term for it. Where basically it's it's when you have a stroke and then you like you like walk a little bit weird or your left part of your mouth starts to it just it uh, it just like droops or you know you have to like relearn a skill with your hand because you just forget how to do it or something like like that. I didn't have any of that, so it was really like just like you know a day or two of me being in the hospital afterwards, just kind of hanging out and just doing like a whole bunch of tests and everything coming back uh, fine for the most part, but. So this time I was more concerned. So so there was this element of oh it happened, but it was fine. And it being fine, like everything on um, every it went as well as it possibly could. And I think what scared me was And you didn't like, have a stroke again. Oh no 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 this yeah. no this past Just to yeah, clarify. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um but going into it, I'm I'm pretty sure that it's coming. Like I am just pretty much convinced like this is this is coming. So there's this weird dread of like, okay, so I'm going to drive on like this part of the road. So if I start to feel it, I'm just going to pull over. You know, like I've got, I have this all mapped out in my head for like when this happens, what I'm going to do. And it, uh, but there's also this weird like fear of like what's going to happen. And I just put on Catholic stuff you on a no podcast because they soothe me. And, and I'm just, Oof. I was just, uh, <laughs> You I probably were this. having a stroke when you chose that stupid podcast. <laughs> oh, they're so good. See, when I said crap on other podcasts, they did not mean them um, in the slightest. If, if, if like anything, I meant for them to be able to crap on us. Um, I, man, I just didn't want to die. Like I was really, I was like really sad that it was happening and, I know that, like, as Catholics, there's this whole embrace death-like, you know, thing that we have, which is really, which is really beautiful. We try to, you know, um, that's a big phrase that we always love is a memento like more and stuff. And I know I miss oh, pronouncing that, but this is my stroke story. Um, <laughs> this is my fight song, my make it right song. <laughs> this is my December. Um, I, I don't know, man. It just was like, it, like. It's funny for like for like I'm mean like I definitely um I believe and acknowledge the reality of life after death, but I just didn't I didn't want to I just like I don't know I guess it just points to I I don't know if I'm not like holy enough quite yet but there's this element of like I didn't want to leave the world like I was just and I don't I don't mean this in um a shallow way I just mean. Like the world is like a is a beautiful place, and I don't want to leave it yet. That's really like what I felt. It just was just like aching to not like leave this world. So long story short, I go there and they do a 
they got me in there very quick. Erin met me there. She was fantastic. Um, they did. They ran a bunch of cats of cat scans. The first one came back, came back clean, which was great. So that's when I kind of started to relax a bit and I uh, went on the Twitter. It was like you know, like and just kind of just like um, distracted on myself with with, with, with some stuff. And there's this other test that's do where they in inject this like iodine kind of thing into the feels really warm it's 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 insane and then uh that they were going to check that out and compare it to the images when i had my stroke a year and a half ago came back that artery is completely healed um which is fantastic news uh such like a blessing and um and then so like but they said they don't know why the why the face stuff happened why but like that does happen sometimes so they're just like just be aware of it if it gets worse you know but right now you don't there's no like clot there's no chance of like an aneurysm like you're good like it's completely healed so walked away and came back and yeah here we are here we are recording a podcast six o'clock in the morning well six thirty. you overslept yeah <laughs> well, Luca, I want to tell you that I'm happy you're alive. <laughs> I, I think if you had a stroke, it would have been a little bit more sensational for the podcast. I know, right? Uh, so maybe next time take one for the team, bro. Yeah. Mm. Do you I- like, how often do you think about your own death? <sighs> yeah, that was, you know, <clears throat> I don't think about my death. Huh. How do I put this? I don't systematically do it as like a part of my prayer meditation. Every so often I will think about it. Um, but usually I spend most of my days fantasizing about my wife's death. Just kidding. Oh, I, I thought you meant. <laughs> I thought you were being serious. I didn't want to make a joke, and, and I knew that you didn't mean like. <laughs> yeah, I thought you meant like, what would I do? If yeah, that happened. No, yeah, it, but I, okay. So honestly, there is an element of where I talk with my, where I talk with Shannon, and I just imagine what would life be like without me in the picture. I think about my my wife and kids, right? So when I think about death, it usually is a anxiety-ridden moment about what is my family going to do without me as the primary breadwinner and, you know, really cool guy and the handsome one in the house. So it is it is difficult for me to do that. Now, I have several times done a very specific meditation on death. I think I shared with the listeners one day I was in a hotel and I had looked at pornography and I felt super bad about it. Like I literally like bought a movie, you know, on the hotel dial a porn crap and I watched like five seconds of it. And then, you know, overwhelmingly guilty, you know, just felt like crap. And, uh, this was years ago and I'm, I'm in the hotel and I finally fall asleep and I have the world's most vivid dream of my hotel because it was like a, a downtown type hotel and I was really high up and the hotel room that I was in was essentially like a closet. It was this weird L-shaped hotel and I was in like the crotch of the L and it was a terrible, terrible layout. Uh, it was like, oh, here's some extra space. It's half the size of a normal hotel room. Let's put a bed in this way and, you know, we'll rent it out cheaper. 
And I had a dream that because of the way my hotel room was situated, the firefighters couldn't get to me and I was going to die. And the, as the vision uh, or the dream, excuse me, progressed, like I could see smoke coming through my door and, and I was, I woke up in like a pool of sweat. I was terrified and it ended with me having to call my wife from the bathroom and talk to her until I choked to death on the smoke. And it, it was horrific for me, and I woke up, and it was so vivid that I was like, all right, Lord, I'm going to kneel down and pray right now and just and just do basically do what you did, an examination of conscience, absolute repentance, because the idea of death drives one to reprioritize life. I mean, that's just – that's why they say remember your death. It's not like, hey, how about that coffin there? You know, the idea is to focus on <clears> – <throat> what really matters and remembering your death is an excellent way to reprioritize your life which is why i thought it was so funny when you're like oh great i'm gonna get that zest for life again Ugh, i don't have time for that <laughs> i got people to manage <laughs> <laughs> well but I, dogs need know, walking <laughs> yeah so she's like poor sienna uh check she, she'd be thrilled um she <laughs> she just wants to be her and my wife all day every day um all right um uh what am i trying to say i i agree i but like i think what hit me this time was just this overwhelming sense of like it's weird like how often well this, this, is, this is i guess what like i wonder this is where i was going i i think it's very good like that thing of how like when we have like a brush with death or when we have like a realization of that or when we are, are when we truly remember our death that we reprioritize our our, 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 like, our, like, ourselves. And, but have, like, have we ever thought about, like, what it means for us? You know, because, like, for me, what, I, what, what was really going through, like, my head was, I don't want to leave this world. You know, and I know, like, I'm so excited about what's to come in, you know, of the next but have we really if do we do we understand i know this is like i don't know if i really understand like I, I i think there's this weird catholic thing where we get like i can't wait to die it's gonna be you know like we kind of like embrace death as a as a friend harry that's a harry, harry potter line right there but um <laughs> like i don't know if that's like necessarily the i don't, I don't know i don't know what am i trying to get out here have you really have we really thought about what it means when that happens you confronted the fear of dying because it was a very real thing in front of you and when you stared at that fear you thought of the beautiful things that you would miss when you died no living thing wants to die like i understand we can one of the problems is as christians today we um we read people like the Stoics, especially as us Americans, we read people like the Stoics and kind of adopt their philosophy of apathy and indifference towards things. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're a real, you're a real man, a real soldier, whatever, because Stoicism is a very militaristic outlook on life. And it's this notion of like death or life, nothing, nothing bothers me. I still choose duty over all of it and I can face death. And there's all these epic stories of, you know, this courageous Stoic facing of death. But there is this notion of, of I mean, 
Jewish people really know how to mourn, right? Well, I mean, the, the idea of, uh, I think it's Orthodox Jewish women, like if, if someone is it dies in your family, people just come over and they sit in silence with you. And if you cry, they'll cry with you. Like, it, it's not one of those things where they immediately want to console someone, you know? And I think in our Catholic practice, number one, at least we talk about death and we confront death. Mm-hmm. Unlike the rest of our society. I mean, obviously we can do the same thing, but our society never talks about things about death at all. And I think that's terrible. But the, I mean, you're totally right. The, I would be, I would be terrified of leaving my wife and kids if I was slipping away. You know, if it was a sudden thing, obviously, you know, whatever. But, you know, St. Paul says, for me, life is Christ and death is gain. And it is hard to reconcile that with the reality of, I'm leaving my loved ones behind. I'm leaving this thing that I find so wonderful mm-hmm. behind. Even though the promises are there, I has not seen and the ear has not heard, you know, the, the glory that awaits those who love, who love God. And so you know that heaven is going to, everything you love on earth will be in heaven, glorified, perfected, amplified, because it's just a fragment of a reflection of God's glory. And there we will be, it just basking in God's glory. So, you know, there's a story that someone told me about an, a, a man who refused to go to heaven. He died and was outside the gates, but he lived on this island and he took a handful of dirt and his soul's in heaven and and he can't go through the pearly gates without leaving everything behind. And St. Peter is telling him over the thousands of years, leave it behind, leave it behind. The guy's like, I can't, I can't, I need this. This is my, this was, you know, my favorite place, my heart. And so finally he leaves it behind and then he walks through the gates of heaven and there's the perfect island waiting for him, the whole island, you know? And it's that notion of like the further up, farther in you go, using that C.S. Lewis thing from Narnia, it's it's everything you loved amplified to an, an infinite degree. And so we don't know what that means. We have no experience of that. We look at this, this, this world and we say, but, 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 no. Right. Uh, everyone wants to go to heaven. No one wants to die. Right. Isn't yeah. That, isn't yeah. that what David Crowder sang to us? David Crowder used that <laughs> song. If you remember that song, everybody wants to go to heaven. No, no one wants to no die. Idea. Okay. It's a really good song. You should listen to it. It's Is a really it? good song. Yeah. I love David Crowder. No, I actually like a lot of David Crowder. How dare you? My name's so. Luca. I'm so edgy. I don't like mainstream Christian artists who weren't on Tooth and Nail. Blah, blah, blah. Even though all Damn those straight. even though all those mainstream or all those artists signed on Tooth and Nail are all like atheists right now. <laughs> <laughs> and now all those secular humanists. <laughs> Which is atheist. Um, so the uh, he has a song where he t- says, Everyone wants to go to heaven, no one wants to die. And it w- the first half of the song is about uh, Hezekiah in the Old Testament, who prayed and God answered him and gave him uh, more time. And then the other half of the song is Jesus in the basically the agony in the garden. And uh, and he's, you know, in the, in the chorus is everybody wants to go to heaven, no one wants to die. And uh, yeah, I think, it, I don't know, man. Death is, mm-hmm. death is too big to sum up in a podcast, but damn it, we're going to try. Well, you know, it's, there is a thing. You know, like obviously we've talked about our friend Katie and just right. how her death was such a beautiful ex like experience of acceptance and like and mourning and pain, but like really of like of glory in a in a, in a weird way celebration. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and I, I and I think there's kind of a lot of that with you know Aaron's mom as well when she passed away ten years ago. Uh, but there, so like. 
like that's beautiful and and and, and i'm not trying to say like that's not real or that because like, that's definitely real and like i like that's there's um this whole other like side to it as as well but i just think it's for me i knew that it was like i knew that i wanted to talk about this because i needed uh, to process this <laughs> and what and, better place than our podcast <laughs> <laughs> i know right <laughs> hey i haven't given this any critical thought <laughs> Let's talk about it on the show. Uh, sometimes I literally stop thinking about things so that I can have the freshest thoughts on our show. Oh, oh boy. We are broken. We are broken. We are not people to look up to. Yeah. Um, please don't confide in us. Please, please don't <laughs> confide in us. <laughs> hey, my, uh, my kids are about to start pouring down the stairs. So why don't... Um, we kind of turn this conversation. Uh, you, do you have anything else you want to say? I mean, did no, you, no, you, just that um, you know, I'm I am okay. So I should really call my mom and my sisters before this comes out, so they don't hear this first on this. <laughs> but um, clean bill of health. So yeah, feeling good. It's you know, honestly, like probably the best part about I'm not the best part, but like one of the first good things about this was now when I like when my head does hurt a bit or like. You know, it's just like, okay, it's just because of the accident. It doesn't have anything to do with the stroke. And that is more, much more a relieving than I, than I gave it, than I thought it was going to be. Mm, good. So, good. I yeah. can just imagine you going to the doctor and being like, the tingling won't stop. And they're like, Mr. Carey, that's an erection. Stop it. You know what this is. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I just I'm just like, what? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hashtag, oh, my God, Catching Foxes Live. February 9th. Yeah. So uh, the other thing I want to talk to you about, Luke, is do we have a location for our incredible, amazing Catching Foxes Live slash meetup slash whatever for February St. Patrick's Hall. Sorry. St. Patrick's Knights of Columbus Hall. I'm so excited. We're doing this at a Knights of a Columbus Hall. Are you in the Knights? Oh, no. I'm a worthy brother, Knight. Continue. No, I probably should be, but I don't know what I would be doing in there unless there's cheap beer. So uh, I'm pumped to go to a hall that's going to smell like stale beer and smoke. Uh, it's going to be real Catholic. Uh, very excited about that. We've got some cool stuff planned. So good times. You should ask the KCs to host uh, some bingo for us. <laughs> hey, could you have some like bingo in the back? And... Tell, tell the good people what we're going to do when we get there. We're going to have, so there's going to be a guy named Jimmy Mitchell. He's going to be playing some really great you, music beforehand. you're going to talk about. So there's going to be a Knights of Columbus guy. He's gonna, his name is Earl. He's going to be waiting at the front door. <laughs> he'll, be the, he'll be the one selling your raffle tickets. Yeah. <laughs> and, raffle tickets, tamales, and fish fry. <laughs> um, Ethel's going to like have like a bake-off in in the back. Uh, no, we're uh and there's going to be these other, there's going to be a bunch of like youth group kids doing brunch to r- raise money for their mission trip back in the kitchen. So, <laughs> a pancake breakfast to send our kids <laughs> to Haiti. When in fact, just sending the money would be a lot, lot better for the Haitians. But it's <laughs> yeah. not about them, is it? <laughs> is it? Uh, so, no, so we're going to, uh, so it's, it's going to be like a whole event thing. We're going to have a guy who's going to be playing some really, really great music. He's a, He's a piano player. It is phenomenal. I'm very yeah. Jimmy's excited awesome. about that. I've done some stuff with, with Life Team with Jimmy, and uh, yeah, 
he uh he uh he did this thing with music uh like he started a label or something i'll have to we'll have to talk about it but anywho i'm excited so this is going to be february 9th at the saint patrick's knights of columbus hall in cincinnati yep in cincinnati on february 9th what time does it start it's uh doors open at 6 30 we start at 7 Oh, we're going to have an MC. My buddy, like Bradley Barnes, is going to MC the whole thing. It's, it's going to be an event. It's going to be an, an experience. I'm really excited about it. We have some really cool ideas. I don't want to spoil anything. We have some really cool ideas for stuff we're going to do. It, it will not be us talking to you for an hour. And we're going to give ecstasy to everyone. Uh, ecstasy, we're going to have some <laughs> glow-in-the-dark glow sticks that you can bend around your wrist to make necklaces. We're and pass like British... Techno stuff, <laughs> German techno. Uh, I'll be, I'll be in I'll a tracksuit. <laughs> I'll be wearing, I'll be wearing an Adidas tracksuit, <laughs> monochrome except for the three white stripes down the side. I'll have gold chains in my chest here, and uh, I'll be surrounded by an entourage of Russians. <laughs> As we do. As yeah. we do. All right, man. I'm super excited. I gotta let you go because Katiri and Noah just walked in the room. Katiri, do you want to say hi to Luke? Hi. Katiri, good morning. How are you? Good. Good. Hey, when are we going to hang out again? Probably in about 100 years. That sounds about right. <laughs> Thanks to our lords over at Google. Will you have a great day, okay? Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, Noah, you want to say hi? Hi. Noah, what's up, buddy? How are you? Good. Good. How is, how is uh, your morning going? Good. Are you going to have a great day? Yes. Shake yeah, your head. No, you actually have that's what I like to hear. You have a great day, okay? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Catching Foxes and the Catching Foxes children.